money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, let's talk money. So today, special day. Today is an incredibly special day. We are going to put the the money talk, not really on pause, but it's a special Remembrance Day edition of Let's Talk Money. And so we are going to mix and match. We are going to move things around. We've got a special guest who we're going to bring in uh, in a few minutes. But before that, we want to introduce the the topic of today. Because Remembrance Day, we, uh, we can go all kinds of places when we're talking about money and remembrance, but we really felt this morning to highlight that, just that idea that when we are talking about money, when we are dealing with money, sometimes we have to say no. Sometimes there's a sacrifice that needs to be made. And as Reb is, oops, we were, we were talking about that and, and going through, we said, how can we play that into our regular regular show that idea of sacrifice bringing the remembrance day in and you came up with a great idea which was to talk about sacrificing christ because that's our example so i have some verses uh this morning um and i'm going to read them and then i'm just going to share a thought or two about what uh i learned this week greater love is no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends that's John fifteen thirteen. Ephesians 5 says, And walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And Jesus said, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. That's Luke nine twenty four. So we're talking about sacrifice, and I came up with the conclusion that uh, sacrifice really is an act of love. Um, When we look at Scripture and take it to the next step, when Jesus said uh, that you lose your life if you want to save it, he lost his life to save so many of our lives. But it was an act of love. And sometimes I'm thinking that I think, oh, I'm sacrificing so much for my kids, or I'm getting up in the night with my crying baby, or... But really, if I could shift my thinking, you know, we've talked, we're talking about that a lot at More Than Enough, how to not conform to the world's way of thinking, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we can think of what we call a sacrifice as actually an act of love, it shifts the motivation, the joy for which we do something. And um, when I w- went to, the, I actually like going to the dictionary and finding definitions. So uh, the definition in the Cambridge Dictionary is that sacrifice means to give up something valuable to you in order to help another person. And today, when we're talking about sacrifice, I'm realizing that it's a verb. Sacrifice is loving with a v- with an action. 
you you don't just sit on the couch by sacrificing. No. You know, you usually go out and do something or even even if it's sitting on the couch and praying for someone, you're sacrificing your time. You're sacrificing TV time maybe for prayer to pray for someone and showing that as an act of love. So one of the and I started by saying sometimes we have to say no and and I could I think I could feel the the exhale from from all your listeners going oh no Dave's going to talk about saying no today but in the context of what you're saying when we say no as an act of love we say no to some things because we want to we want to bring in something better right there's some there's a bigger idea that that's going on here and so we say no to the maybe the small pleasure the small thing for for the bigger thing which is a motivation of love. But today we're actually going to hear about a very big sacrifice, sacrifices that are made all of the time on behalf of our nation, on behalf of families. All of us are touched in some way by stories of veterans or today uh, who are in the military. We have a friend overseas right now in the military and uh, their family is sacrificing. But when I think of it in terms of what we just talked about, it's an act of love. So we've got in the studio with us today, Mike Hayes. Mike is a commander in the Order of St. John the Jerusalem. Have I got that right, Mike? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Mike's here in the in the uh, one of his titles. I mean, but he's got I think nine medals I see in front of us, and and we're we've got uh, unfortunately you, the listener, can't <laughs> see these, but some some great medals. We're going to talk about those in a minute. But really, Mike, I want to bring you into that the the conversation, and we want to start by just honoring you. I want to honor you as a representative of the veterans and the military service people that we have and just say thank you. Thank you for your service to us. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is Thomas Jefferson's quote, the price of freedom is eternal vigilance. And so thank you, Mike. I really appreciate what you've done for our country. Thank you very much. That means a lot. That simple thank you to a veteran or somebody still serving is wonderful. Okay, so Mike, you got to tell us a little bit of your story. Um, you know, let's start with the mo- the medals we have in front of us. If you just go through and 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 just highlight where each one was, and it, it gives a little story of where you served as well. Sure. So, I did serve thirty four years, uh, starting in forty years ago in seventy six. Uh, started off in the Armored Corps Reserve and into the regular force, and then became a technician. Uh, fire control technician, today known as electronic optical technician. Um, served many different places uh, in Canada, uh, teaching at a school and that kind of thing. Uh, five years in Germany, we were in, during the time of 86 to 91. So we were there when the wall fell down, which was quite moving. And uh, the last two years at the time the wall fell down, I was actually the uh, chairman of the Protestant chapel there in Lar. Um, coming back to Canada, different positions, uh, training school, uh, Halifax. While in Halifax, got deployed on short notice uh, for technical assistance business to uh, Bosnia and Kosovo uh, in 99. Um, wow. uh, so uh, the 
Bosnia was eight days notice to be on the plane. Kosovo was four days notice to be on the plane. There you go. So, so uh, how does that affect Maureen, your wife, who's not here with us? But certainly, oh, hey, honey, by the way, I'm gone for how long? Well, <laughs> it, it was it was a technical assistant visit, so it was not a full tour. Okay, but it was a, it was about five six weeks yeah. well, each time. Eight uh, days to find out you're gone for five six weeks. Yeah. I don't know how you'd react to that, Rev. But, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I suppose, of course, with kids at home and and the whole deal. Oh right? yeah, exactly. Three children at home at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, also domestic uh, items as well. Domestic uh, emergencies such as the Swiss Air disaster in '98. I was the on-site sergeant major for that. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, so then uh, getting uh, as I progressed in rank into uh, Ottawa here. Um, I was uh, life cycle material manager for. Um, our, well, one of our air def- ground-based air defense missile systems at the time of 9-11. Okay. So that gave, gave me something wow. to be very busy for again mm-hmm. in a different aspect. Um, so then I uh, retired from the regular force, moving into engineering firm, but transferring into the reserve, uh, becoming regimental sergeant major um, for 28th Service Battalion here in Ottawa. Uh, and uh, did my tours of that. And then uh, as a reservist, volunteered uh, and went to Afghanistan in 2008-2009 for seven months. Now, did they give you more than eight days to, to prepare oh, for that? Yes. Or, okay. yes. <laughs> so you, a lot of time. Did I hear you right? You volunteered to Correct. go? Correct. Because uh, in a leadership position, how could we be asking our soldiers, volunteers, to go and volunteer if we did not ourselves? Wow. Uh, so I took a leave of absence from my employer at the time. Uh, and uh, they were very supportive of it, uh, and uh, went to uh, Afghanistan to mentor um, Afghani soldiers in how to provide transport and maintenance services to themselves. Right, right, yeah. Because uh, again, a lot of that in that realm uh, or that time was uh, how do we equip the Afghanis to actually take care of oh, some yes. of the, the the things that they needed to. to yes. Yeah. So good. So, so we're, I think we're four or five medals along as, as we're going through here, right? So, uh, And then at, at, uh, along with my military career, I've always done some kind of volunteer work. My wife and I met through St. John Ambulance. Uh, and uh, we've been through the uniform part for many years, uh, or did almost 30 years um, combined of St. John Ambulance Brigade and instructor, instructor trainer uh, on that. Uh, so we were engaged all around with that kind of thing as well. Uh, so we're in good hands here in the in the studio. <laughs> if something would happen, we've got Mike here. Yeah, I'm fully you know, qualified yeah. to watch. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long have you been married? Uh, 36 years now. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And she's a nurse, correct? Yes. And she served as well? Yes. Okay. She worked with uh, the Canadian, uh, the cadet system. Okay. Uh, so teaching Canada's youth, and which is a fabulous system. Uh, and uh, she did some fantastic things because some of the people that she taught in cadets as they uh, moved into the military, well, one of them ended up being the Surgeon General of, the, of Canada and retired. That's uh, so it's you know that influence of a young teenager is very important in society. So today we're we're talking about sacrifice and 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 really 
honoring our vets and our service people. It's November 11th. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a detour from the financial piece, although we are going to talk a little bit about the financial sacrifice mm-hmm. that you personally have made, uh, Mike, but recognizing just that there, it is good. There, This is a good time to pause and and recognize the, the, the service people in your realm of influence. And I, I'm giving you a little heads up for those of the listener. There will be homework at the end of the show so you know get your pen and paper ready because we we have a challenge that we want to throw out to you at the end of the show so so and just want to recap so mike you've served in afghanistan in germany in bosnia in kosovo you volunteered with saint john's ambulance throughout that entire time serving in different places um sounds like there, there there's a lot of fertile ground uh, for you in terms of your military service. I want to take a step back. Tell us a, just a, in a few minutes about your dad, where that come from, because what I know of your story, this isn't just Mike Hayes' first generation service military person. There's a little bit of history there. Yeah. So uh, my father uh, was from England, Liverpool, England. And during World War II, uh, my father did, uh, never had a chance to be a teenager because World War II got in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to Dunkirk at age 14 to help get them out. Then joined in the Merchant Navy, was uh, dealing with different troop ships, uh, crewing, usually a, a steward helper or a cook's helper. One ship coming across, well, in his notes, he it was being escorted by uh, a, a British ships, including HMS Rodney. And two days later, Rodney sunk the Bismarck. Right, right. Uh, then he was on another troop ship on the, the west coast of Canada. Uh, it, it stopped at Pearl Harbor a week before it was attacked. Uh, it was on its way to Hong Kong. Hong Kong fell and moved to Singapore. He was on one of the last ships getting out of Singapore before it fell to the Japanese. Back up to England, uh, back and forth on different uh, troop ships and stuff until he was old enough to join the Royal Air Force. And he started doing his training uh, and uh, became a mid-upper gunner, the top turret gunner, uh, and starting off on uh, uh, Sterling's. And uh, he was, his particular bomber squadron was part Canadian, was an international squadron. Uh, and so on his specific crew, three were British RAF, four were RCAF, Canadian. Okay, so uh, they m- migrated to uh, Lancaster's. Uh, in the early part of 1944, and then in April 1944, it was shot down. So um, the pilot, James Watson, out of Hamilton, Ontario, died so the the other six could survive. Right, right. Those six, uh, including my father, have had three generations, possibly some of them have had four now. And the neatest part, of, another neat part of this story, some of those I have met or have been in contact with their sons, and the last one of their uh, sons contacted me only three months ago. So the contact 75 years after is moving forward. Right, so, so my father. That's, that's very, I mean, that, that, I'm going to interrupt yeah, this yeah. To, to really point that out, this, this generational piece, one gentleman who, who essentially sacrifices himself to land the plane so that, or at least keep it in the air long enough so that the rest of the people could get out. Um, and, and now we have 75 years later, we've, we've got a connection between next generation 
operations. Correct. And many of those are in the military. Many of those. No. No. Okay. No. no none okay. of met, none I've met have been in the military okay. at all. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then so when my, my dad was shot down, he was only 19 years of age. He turned 20 in prisoner war camp. So so there's a, there's some military history and and uh, you know I think we could spend the rest of the show just kind of coming forward from there, Mike. But can I just like point out like the, it? Mike is casually telling us this story and we can casually think about it. But if you think about this one man's sacrifice, that's what struck me as he was sharing it. This one man's sacrifice, and of course it echoes to me of what Christ has done and echoes to me back to that verse. What is love that one laid down his life for his friends? And that is what's happening all the time in war and in protection of our nation. There is a vast number of people who are willing to lay down their lives. And I like I don't know about anyone who's listening, but th- this day always, it grips me. I cry, I think, every Remembrance Day because I'm... I'm constantly reminded of what people are doing for my freedom, and it's such a gift. So, yeah, I just... You know, and, and, you know, I was actually making a different connection, but along those same lines with our sacrifice and what we know about Christ, saying, you know, Mike has, has never met the man who sacrificed his life for his father. And often in our own faith, we read the story of Christ. We, we read how Christ died on the cross, but it, sometimes it's a little disconnected. We've never met Christ, and and yet um, this really brings it home for me. And this is, uh, you know, when I, again, when we were listening to the story going, anyway, this is just like I've never met Christ, but it has a direct impact on my freedom. And it is going to affect how I love people and how you know, and, and this is a financial show, I know, but how we use our resources, how we use the things that we have been given to love up and impact not just this generation, but the generations to come, the generations that are going forward. And whether it's the time or the talents or the money that we use, all of those things come into play when we talk about sacrifice. But specifically today, we're talking how all of the time and all of the money and all of the resources that are put into uh, keeping freedom here and available for us right now in Canada, you know, where we are today, it's almost overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think we're all sitting here going, oh man, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> I think that's really good. So we do, uh, you know, fast forwarding a little bit uh, to your present day. So you're semi-retired. So, you know, out of the military, partially still still working um, and volunteering there. Tell us what you're doing now and, you know, tie that a little bit into the story we've heard so far. Sure. So now I work for, uh, I'm a project manager with... Hungry for Life, which is a Christian humanitarian organization. And so as a project manager, taking my experience, having been in many different countries, I'm managing uh, Christian development work in different countries in the world. I have five projects in five countries right now. Great. If you want to check the resource, of course, they're online, hungryforlife.org. You know, what they're doing, what the projects are that they're doing, and Mike, they're overseeing. So in a lot of ways, helping to, to again, bring stability and freedom and peace and resources, you know, 
It's what you did through your military career and, and what you've learned from there and using all of those things to, to, to now in this capacity. Oh, and it's a, a giving back. It's a way of giving back into the world uh, that is uh, just amazing, uh, especially when you go into some of the really poor countries. And uh, something very simple, if you go into a village where nobody is ev- even has a bicycle, and you can get a, a bicycle to that pastor so that he can spread the Bible, spread the word, and also, when he's not using it, help to, to allow some members of his community to use that to take their crop to market. Right, right. You know, just just that simple resource that, uh, again, we take a little bit for granted here in North America in terms of transportation, how that goes. Um, so in that, and, and here's where I'm going to bring us back into the financial piece a little bit. So, um, you know, that has a financial component to it. I know you raised some support for that. But how have you structured your own life so that you can say, now I'm available to use my resources in a different way? Well, so we started off with a, a, a training course with uh, that uh, Lynn Frazier, uh, Ken and Yetta Decker taught uh, a few years ago, uh, and we purged a lot of stuff out of our expenses, out of our life, and we literally uh, dropped uh, expenses by $1,500, $2,000 a month without even seeing it, uh, by oh. tracking it. Uh, and we st- are still track, not as detailed now as what we were. Well, you're uh, experts now, right? Well, <laughs> well, I bought a program and a scanner to scan it instead of manually doing it. So, uh, so, but, uh, so we can see all our expenses. Uh, and so we've been able to better control uh, things and keeping an emergency fund, uh, all those things uh, to, uh, to help better prepare. And, uh, you know, we downsized homes five years ago. Um, all uh, uh, all those things right so so you know as you've gone through and, and this is where you know we talk about sacrifice mm-hmm. sounds to me like you reduced 15 to two thousand dollars a month but you didn't really say you felt like it was a sacrifice I didn't Not hear that from you didn't right? feel it as a sacrifice at all because some of those things life when you hit as an example uh, life insurance when you hit 55 and 60 well those almost double in cost but it just coming off of wherever it's paid for. You don't even see it without checking. Reviewing your car insurance and your home insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we changed to a, a different uh, provider. Uh, and again, a few hundred dollars a month saved. Uh, so just those two things was probably six, seven hundred dollars a month. Right. So, you know, again, just putting that in it, taking, okay, we need to do that. And, and again, just bringing that back to the greater purpose of, well, we could spend it on that other stuff. You had the money for it, but you're saying, okay, wait a minute. We'd like to, whether it's the change in job, whether it's the, the income is coming and less, whatever it is, recognizing that you need to make that change. What does that look like? You know, I know you paid off some debt. We, you know, we talked about that, you know, getting rid of that debt and, and making sure that as you are launching into um, the work with uh, Hungry for Life, that you can go, we can do so unencumbered, right? That we can do so unencumbered. So. That's a powerful thing that, that, that you have that freedom mm-hmm. to do. Uh, and, and you were mentioning before that just because I want to maybe raise a bit of awareness for folks, 
who are in the military now, why we say thank you to the military is there is a financial piece to being in the military or a sacrifice that you were mentioning before with your wife even. Yes. So my wife's a nurse. uh, And as we moved around, so in some cases she'd be working for a hospital or a nursing home or retirement home, building up a pension, poof, we'd get a posting message, we got to move. So she'd have to quit her job find another job and that and you know so a pension plan that was started and paid for into for five years or so if we were fortunate uh she'd get that in uh uh, something that was transferable into rsps uh sometimes not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 of course that's you know the 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 the, the moving family, we know the military does a great job in terms of moving, but there is always things that, that cost the family. So, so. But it is interesting because you're still okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He's here. He's here. Uh-huh. You're able to do what you need to because you've been wise with what you have. Whether she had the pension or not, you're still being able to wiser now because yes. we did make okay. mistakes. Yes. Well, uh, and that, like, like the rest everybody. Of us. <laughs> So as we come to the end of the show, I I had mentioned there might be some homework. I had mentioned that you might need to get a pen. So if you've done that, good, because really, we want to leave you with a challenge. Here on this Remembrance Day, we want to, first of all, we want to just make you aware. We want you to be aware of of the military families that are around you and their needs uh, and, and say, hmm, maybe I can be part of that. Maybe I can sacrifice something for the sacrifice they and make it tangible. So here's the challenge. You know, look around, find some military families. And I'm going to challenge you to find 10 military families. Say thank you. You don't have to do something tangibly to all 10, but I want you to say thank you to 10 military families in the next two weeks. So from today in the next two weeks, 10 military families, find them, say thank you, honor them. And Decide with your spouse, if you have a spouse, how you are going to do something tangible to help them. It might be just taking their kids. It may be just doing something that, that you know you feel you want to do um, in terms of a tangible, tactile thing to honor them for the sacrifice that they have made to, to, for our freedom here in Canada. Especially if you know that one is overseas and one's at home and they have kids. I've had girlfriends who it's hard. It's very hard to keep uh, your head above water when you have young kids at home and no partner to help you. So, Okay, so there's the challenge. Thanks, Mike, for being here and joining us on Let's Talk Money. You're more than welcome. I very much enjoyed this. Thank mm. you. Well, we come to the end of the show. Reb? Are you ready to finish us off? (laughs) I'll pray. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you, Father, so much for this day. Thank you for Mike and his family and what he has given to our nation. Lord, for all of those who are serving, will you protect and bless and allow them today to know how much they are loved and uh, how grateful we are as a nation for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Dave, along with my wife, Reb, and Let's Talk Money next week. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.